Hello and welcome. I'm Ang Harrod Wynne-Jones and this is Skin in the Game, the Dance Massive podcast. This festival, we've invited some of the choreographers presenting their works in Dance Massive to interview each other. Some of the topics they'll be discussing are what's at stake in their performances for artists, for audiences. Can dance be political? Should it be? What's at risk when you've got your skin in the game? My name's Lucy Guerin and I'm presenting a work called Split in Dance Massive and it's it's a duet for two dancers. It's been a really special project because I've been making a lot of very large-scale works recently and I really wanted to get back into the studio just with two dancers and really focus on what I consider the elements of choreography which are time and space and movement. Um, with Dance North, it was a co-choreography by myself and Gideon Obazanic and I, I've been doing some quite biggish commissions and I just really wanted to get back into the studio in a more intimate situation just with two dancers and really work on what I consider the essential elements of choreography which are time and space and movement. Um, so what's what's come about with Split is really it's contained within a very particular structure so the two dancers start in a large square of space that's that's marked out with tape and um, they dance for 20 minutes in the whole space and then they divide the space in half with tape with white tape and then they dance for 10 minutes in half the space and then they divide it again and dance for five minutes in a quarter of the space and so on and so on until they're sort of backed right into the corner in a tiny space that's you know probably only 20 centimeters square Mm. with both of them squashed in there for like three seconds I think it is so it's it's very much about sort of diminishing time and space and this sense of receding and I think it's a really potent structure in a way because it has a lot of associations for me with the environment uh, and with with aging with the way that our planet is going not in a sort of heavy-handed way but just really through spatially and movement wise I'm Maria Randall. Um, I've got a work in Dance Massive um, called Diversity. My work is a duet as well. Um, I've got uh, two female dancers. So um, Diversity started as a short film that I created as part of my Masters in Animateuring. And basically at the, the intention behind that work was to showcase um, individuality within it. Um, Aboriginality so um, through the way in which we move sets us apart from each other basically it's just headphones that get thrown from one frame to the next Um, we're in the specific spaces throughout Melbourne so we kind of had the city somewhat as a backdrop that short film kind of then propelled of going well if this can kind of be said in three minutes what would it be if it was maybe then made into a dance work for an hour and so and so it's called diversity but instead of an s it's a c so just that thing of how most of us like myself actually live off country and I've lived off country since I was really young and so majority of the time it's been in major cities and so there's a lot of people like myself that kind of got leave and then come somewhere else and so and it's just basically more about how we conduct ourselves when we're on someone else's country but based 
from the rules in which we've kind of built from where we come from ourselves. And so that's basically the kind of layers that we're building in the work. We're looking at a lot of things in regard to language, the way in which we actually carry country when we're off country and what that actually entails. So memory, bloodlines, artwork um, and all those kind of things. Been in the studio now for two weeks by myself, so that crazy kind of time where we spend a lot more time in. Well, I do. I spend a lot more time in my head, um, and so that's been an interesting time. Yeah, I always find it quite hard to be in the studio for long periods of time on my own as well. Mm. I tend to go on the computer a little bit. Do you do that? Yes, exactly <laughs> the same. Yes. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. It's before computers and all and and iPhones and things. I used to just lie on the floor and stare into space. I I like it because I feel like I can because dance is such a a form that you have to experience live and in the present. You know, I I like it because I can keep in touch with what's going on in other parts of the world. Like so, there's lots of YouTube and there's lots of, you know, and so in a way that that can be inspiring or I don't know different clips or even using the movement of sport or um, other kinds of movement, getting the dancers to embody that. So it's it can be really useful, and it has shifted things a bit, I think. But also I think it's shifted our shifted the rhythm of our work a little bit in in terms of this it's a bit more fragmented perhaps. And I think it's you know it's got its positives and its negatives. Well, because I mind. That. I kind of get that for the bigger picture kind of stuff as well, like more of going, there's this design for the costume, so then I can go and check mm-hmm. out online all that kind of stuff and there's a an effect or an image that I'm trying to communicate, but I go, this image is going to say exactly what I need to say without me spending five minutes trying to explain it. And so... And then also that thing of kind of digitally like collages and just kind of putting them in space and seeing what they look like visually, whereas... Before, it's always that thing of seeing it all in your head and imagining it, and then when everyone's in the room, it materialises. And so that's kind of been a bit of an advantage, but then I get really sucked up into that because I go, oh, wow, it could be that. Oh, no, 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 it could be that. Oh, wow, it could be that. Oh, what about if this goes with this and that, you know? And then it becomes this whole bigger thing, and you go, okay, back to what we were doing. Yes. (laughs) So you kind of get sidetracked because there there is so much out there now to kind of um, look at with it as well, yeah. Yeah, I think that... um that feedback is really important and when you're on your own as you were saying you you envision it in your head and then when the dancers come in you know I I find I don't I don't go online or I I just let all that go and then that I've got the feedback from them so you know and and probably the thing that was in my head doesn't materialize at all how I imagined it but that propels me into something else and so it becomes a much more it's like a feedback loop, you know. Yeah, nice. I see what they do, and then that gives me an idea for something else, which I can give back to them. So often, I think my works are, are about actually what it is that dance communicates, as different from what language, for example, communicates, which is very has a certain type of succinct message that, or, or you know, we understand words in a very particular way. But I, I, I think that dance. You can't always articulate it exactly, and and you have to allow you have to allow to experience it as an audience member, without necessarily having to read a story or a or a kind of without ha- needing to kind of get it in that sort of intellectual language way, and I think that's quite confusing for people, and 
and frustrating for people sometimes because they feel like they don't receive the exact meaning but they actually you know there's there's so many resonances there and there's so much information there that they do connect with if you actually ask them but yeah it's just about getting it right there, I suppose it's that thing too of like obviously storytelling like in the from the body and so it's um that's kind of been at the forefront of the stuff that I create but now I've started kind of getting more kind of deeper in the individual body as as in the way in which that that moves as a as a language and so that so it's not necessarily me making up the making the conversation so that then they have to learn what I'm saying that they of I start the conversation with my movement and they respond through theirs and so for me that's something that I find quite interesting as well and so of having that present kind of throughout and do you do you start with with stories in your yeah we've actually um so a lot of it's kind of based on the very two first solos that they do is basically derives from where they come from so it's that thing of um of country what country means and so um so for Henrietta um there's she's freshwater and so there's like this massive waterfall from Woodrow Woodrow where she comes from and so mm. that's the basis for her her solo right. and so but from outside you probably don't see that but then that was kind of the basis for them as well so and then with that overall idea of country and being linked to it and right. so yeah and whether that reads or not it's another thing <laughs> but I think sometimes you know you, know, you have a, a story or a, an idea like that and you you know, you take it into the studio and you you use it to generate or make material and move and then it, it kind of almost detaches itself from that, you know, and becomes something else. I mean, you know, sometimes I go in just mm. make movement yeah. and just whatever the movement I'm interested in and then I, I try to read it then. You know, I find something that I'm really interested in through that language and then I, and then I try to connect it to something in the outside world rather that yeah there's really different ways of doing it but it's very hard it's it's I mean it's almost ridiculous to to sort of have words and then try to make them into a dance like it just it just doesn't work or you get sort of strange ballet mime or something like you know so it's it's a big gap between words and and movement and dance and and I think that's why I actually think that dance is it's a small, it's, it's, it's not the most popular art form, but it's important because it sort of protects this kind of human poetic space mm-hmm. that isn't all cut and dried and this is right and this is wrong and mm-hmm. enables you to kind of hold sort of multiple identities within mm-hmm. your own body um, rather than, oh, I don't know, I just feel like in our world today it's, you have to sort of be so sure and so opinionated about everything and say this is right and this is wrong and it's all kind of become really extreme and sort of binary and for me I find that really hard and so dance is a is a way of being able to kind of shift yeah shift selves a little bit in the one body. This podcast was produced by Kat McGoran and Arts House. Thanks for listening. Now you've heard the interviews, come and see the shows. Put your skin in the game. Dance Massive is supported by Creative Victoria and the Australian Government's Ministry for the Arts. The Delegate Program of Dance Massive is supported by the Australia Council for the Arts.